Well, hello, hello. Welcome again to the Future Proof Strategist podcast, where we talk about everything business on Curacao and even in the Caribbean. If we want different results, Curacao, we're going to have to do it differently. And I am here to have that conversation together with you. And today, I do not have to do it by myself. Hallelujah. Today, we are talking about corona-proofing your business and how you can take the lead as a business owner or, or as a business leader, because we do not have to wait on government to tell us what to do. And like I said, today, I do not have to do it alone. In the podcast, Jill Lushong, she is a communication expert who has done some seriously cool stuff. Jill, welcome. Hello, thank you for having me. Well, let me give you a short introduction, if you don't mind, Jill, about you. <laughs> Jill has worked for the Minister Plenipotentiary in The Hague, also known as uh, het Kabinet van de Gevolmachtig Minister van Curaçao, or as we say in Papimento, Cas di Corsau. Jill has also worked for the NOS as a Senior Communications Advisor. For those who do not know, the NOS is like the largest media powerhouse in the Netherlands. And currently, she holds a position as a senior communications advisor for a company called Meer London in the Netherlands. And Meer London is a waste collection and recycling company in the Schiphol region, right? So sort of That's like correct. the same of Curacao, but then on a much bigger scale. Exactly. Awesome, Jill. So Jill, you you told me some super awesome things uh, that you are on the Corona crisis, right? Within the team, uh, within your company. Um, so tell us a little bit about that, if you will. Exactly. Um, see, what happened is um, in in March, in the beginning of March, th things started to get a bit sketchy here in the Netherlands. You know, uh, the in the numbers of infect infected people started to increase. And around the, let's, let's say, the 15th of March, the local government decided to um, order a, a semi-lockdown for the whole country. So that's when things really got serious. But before that, what we did at Meerland, actually a few weeks before, almost a month before, we decided to organize ourselves and get together and start to, you know, kind of look into the future um, to see, you know, what could actually what could we expect? I mean, um, sh should we wait for the government or should we actually start planning what to do? So what we actually did is, and, and that would be my first tip, is we started with a multidisciplinary team. That meant that we had a few managers. We had someone from communications. I was in that team. Um, someone from HR. We had an IT guy, a legal advisor. We all got together and we discussed the situation. So what situation mean um, for our operation and our, and our business. That's awesome. So I think in Curacao, because the situation is so new, you know, especially during the first lockdown, we really waited and looked towards government uh, to tell us, uh, and I mean with us as businesses, what to do, right? But I think that the cool part is that, you know, you're up, you can go be ahead of that so that your operations can uh, continue uh, to the best of the, right, of the ability uh, to the best exactly. Yes, as best as and, possible. So, mm -hmm. And the thing with this pandemic is, you know, it's, it's new. Um, the virus is new. No one actually knew what was going to happen. We were still studying everything. So we as Meerlande also knew that, you know, the government doesn't also have all the answers yet. So, uh, of course, it's important to see what the government 
uh, would be deciding for the general public safety and health, uh, health situation. But we needed to translate that to our, our business model. What, what does that mean? Like I said, we, had, we do waste collection. So our people are right smack in the middle of, of, of the society. They, they go out into the streets, they collect, collect waste. Um, they meet a lot of people. We are a big company. A lot of people meet each other. So it was important for us to know in an early stage uh, how, how things would affect our, and, and awesome. that brings, brings me to my second point. Suggestion would be decide for your, for your company, set up a few phases. You can do that with the disciplinary team, multidisciplinary team that you already have. And, and mind you, these phases don't have to be the same as the ones the government had, you know? So we have mm -hmm. code red, code yellow, code, I don't know, give it a name. Orange. Um, yes, orange. And what we did in a very early stage, like I said, mid-March, the government decided everyone should work at home. And we, at the beginning of March, decided to, first of all, not shake hands and not accept visitors anymore. And, and that was very awkward and very weird, mm -hmm. but we were strict and firm. And, and, and I mean, right now that's, that's very common. No one goes to work, no one shakes hands. Um, but in March, mind you, the first week of March, that was very, very, very weird. In the second phase, for example, we decided to close all our cafeterias. No one was allowed to eat in a common places. Everyone should bring their own lunch, uh, eat behind their desk or in their trucks on the side of the street. Um, right. Also very weird, but you know, seeing how the, the, the virus spreads itself, it was very, very important to do that. And so right now, like six months later, our, our, our cafeterias are still closed. I love what you're saying is that, you know, like you said, so for so the government has their phases and the government is looking at it from a much wider perspective and also, of course, a public health perspective, right? But you exactly. can make the translation to your own business, like what are our phases, right? Yeah, uh, so that exactly. it doesn't have to mimic it one-on-one. -on -one. It's a very good tip, Jill. And exactly. And in Holland, it's, it's in the Netherlands, it's quite easy to work from home. Everyone has a laptop, everyone has good internet connection. So we were, we were anticipating that also. We, we, we bought in a very, very early stage, we bought extra laptops because not everyone had a laptop. Well, I'm contradicting myself a bit now, but um, let's say not everyone in the team had a laptop. So we, we organized ourselves even better very quickly as well, that by the time the government said, yo, everyone has to work at home from home, most of it was already arranged. Very cool. So tip number three, Jill, hit us on tip how number to three. promote your business. Well, I wouldn't be a communication advisor if I wouldn't say communicate, communicate, communicate. <laughs> <laughs> like I said, the pandemic was new for everyone nobody knew what was going to happen nobody knew what to expect something they decided or they 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 figured out at one point a few days later it wasn't true anymore because the corona evolved itself the virus i'm sorry so what what, what is important first thing to know is, is is let your people know that we're in this together um, mm -hmm. we don't know where things are going and we don't know how things are evolving we don't know how long it's going to take so be open and honest with, with your people and your staff and, and tell them what, we're, what you're trying to do. Explain to them the phases that we're working with, the teams that we're working with, and, and find a way to get to your people. And I think that we did that in a great way. You mean, you know that in um, the Netherlands, business and private time is, is strictly divided. Uh, you know, mm -hmm. after hours, you almost don't connect with your, your colleagues. However, every team, 
has their own WhatsApp group. I mean, everyone has each other's numbers. So what we decided early on is, you know, to be sure that everyone got the message, we did something quite bold. We started to tape vlogs and we have this manager who's, who's, who's quite, you know, the emailing type, not super social, <laughs> especially not in, in such a large company as us. Um, and he decided, you know, I'm going to take vlogs. I'm not going to wear a, a collared shirt. I'm just going to dress le- uh, more casual casually Mm -hmm. and we're going to take two to three minutes vlogs and we're going to whatsapp it to the managers and ask them to whatsapp it also to their uh, their staff and it kind of worked to our surprise we we don't spam people with unnecessary um, messages only the real important stuff mean hey this is a new phase you can't have lunch uh, at the at the canteen anymore you have to bring your own lunch and you have to for example we had we're, we're we're taking other precautions so people knew it was it was serious because, you know, like I said, a, a, a truck driver isn't sitting behind a desk the whole day and, 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 and can't read his email. So he got a WhatsApp and then he knew exactly what was going to happen. So it was quite bold, but it, it worked out for us. And I, I think the proximity to, to the team is so important in such a time where basically, right, Corona is putting a physical distance, like physically a distance between people, right? Tunami dos, uh, give me two yes. meters of distance. And communication yeah. tries to bridge that gap, right? I would exactly. say. Exactly. Yeah. But a lot and of people are walking around with questions, right? Yeah. Yeah. We made it easier for them to contact not only their managers, but also us as the Corona crisis team. I mean, also, if you have questions, if, you, if you're afraid or if you, you're insecure about something, just, just contact us and, and, and we'll figure it out with, with each other. And, and then that brings me actually to my next point focus by communicating also of course you focus also on your staff and your employees what we did is we 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 kept in touch we told everyone if you are sick or if you even have the slightest flu-like symptom stay home call us tell us what's wrong get tested i mean right now you can get tested but in the beginning you could not get tested but by Mm -hmm. telling people this this meant i mean you know in the netherlands (laughs) everyone's always uh, has a sniffy nose stuffy nose or is sniffling um so it was quite a bit big thing to say you know if you're sneezing please stay home we don't want you at work no 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 just stay at home or um if your kid has a flu please stay at home don't come to work um yeah so from a business point of view that's that's quite weird but what we also did is we called these people every day to see how they were doing if we could help them with anything not only to get them back to work actually not even to get them back to work but just to see how they're doing and, and take care of them. And I have to say, people are very happy with, with us having, having done that or still doing that because people bounce back up very quickly, quickly as well. We haven't had much people being sick for long times or, or not being able to work. So taking care of your people on the other side also means that they got better quicker, I think, because they, 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 felt, they felt like they were hurt and they felt like they were treated with respect. So uh, that's the other side of the communication. Also take care of your people and uh, you'll get credit for that also in the, in the long term. I think, you know, people are so important. You know, we can have all these big plans, right? Even as a Corona crisis team or as management, you can have so many plans. But let's be honest, without your operations or without, you know, the staff, without the whole team, you, you cannot have business continuity or it's very hard. So your exactly. people are so important. 
and let's be honest, these are times where you can be, you know, you're working from home. Who says that you really are working? I mean, right. who's, if, who, who yeah. can tell if you're really sick? So if you, if you want to lie or cheat, it, it would be a great time. But we've right. noticed that that doesn't really happen. That doesn't happen for me, Alana, because we're so open and clear with people, awesome. I think. Yeah. Awesome. Yeah. Very cool. So the next step, Jill, hit us. Yes. My next step would be, like I said, crisis I also think crises create opportunities. What we, what we saw in our case, you know, we work with municipalities and let's say uh, uh, we have two branches, a business to business and a business to consumer. Our biggest part is the business to consumer, meaning we collect uh, household waste from for, uh, let's say, nine municipalities in the Schiphol region. So these people don't get to choose, choose us. They just put their trash outside or they pay their taxes and we pick up, uh, pick up their trash. But we also have a business-to-business department, meaning hotels, restaurants. Um, actually, any business can call us to have us collect their waste. So like I said, mid-March, mid the government uh, stated a sort of lockdown. Mm-hmm. So all the shops were closed. And we, we noticed that there wasn't waste coming in from the business-to-business sure, yeah. side. So our finances, you know, our incomes dropped. Mm-hmm. People from that department didn't have much work. But what we also noticed was something we couldn't foresee is that because everyone works from home, the amount of household waste uh, increased. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's, it's quite kind of weird because the amount of people living in the municipalities did not increase, but the waste increased because that's when you see not all the waste or all the food you eat or all the shopping you do happens when you're at home, but also when you're at work or abroad or, or, or somewhere else. So we saw an in- increase in waste. And also people didn't have much to do. So they started cleaning their basements and attics. Um, So in general, there was much more waste. So Mm -hmm. while people were at home uh, not working as hard, we at Meerland had to double up. (laughs) And in communicating, we had to tell people, please, please hold on to your your waste. Um, uh, Our our capacity shifted. So what we did is the people from the business to business part, the, the trucks and the employees helped us collect collect the waste and and in that way we had a shift in our in our business model um and and sure i I, i'm pretty sure it it meant something financially but also the municipalities pay us for all the kilograms of waste we collect so we still have to do the math or they still have to communicate at all but there definitely was a shift in 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 our revenue Mm -hmm. yeah very interesting and and you can well like you said some things you can foresee other things you cannot foresee but I do think that it's very important to keep an eye on those, you know, on those numbers and that shift so that you can um, shift gears like you guys did from the capacity from B2B, you know, shift it over to B2C. Yeah, to, to yeah, basically exactly. sustain that, yeah, to sustain that revenue. And like I said, the opportunities, I mean, a crisis, crisis aren't nice, but they give you the opportunity yeah. to think outside of the box. I mean, what is it that we're doing? Can we, can we maintain this consistency in future or, or in, in another situation? So that was, this, that was quite interesting for us to, to realize, yes. Awesome. So Jill Liu Xiong, thank you again so much for joining me today and for sharing Thanks your for valuable me. tips. All right, guys. So this was another podcast, another day. So let me know what you think what the, or what else you would like to hear. You know where to find me. Send me an email uh, at connect at futureproofstrategist.com. And I look forward to meeting you back here uh, for the next podcast. And you know it, doing business on Curacao is super dope.